Coming up on the WAC Podcast, the Battle of the Piney Woods was yet another close call for Stephen F. Austin. They lose by one point to Sam Houston, and Kendra Sheehan was on the sidelines. We're going to hear her direct report in today's WAC Podcast. We're also going to talk to Keith Patterson, Abilene Christian, now 4-1, and one, first place in WAC football, and they're rolling, and they play the aforementioned Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. Plus, we'll break down some volleyball and soccer. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. The Battle of the Piney Woods week has come and gone. The 96th meeting of these two programs and what we recently learned would likely be the final, at least for now, of the Battle of the Piney Woods as yeah, Sam depend- Houston transitions the FBS. Yeah, so depending on who you talk to. Depending. Uh, the, yeah, this could have been the final one and, and probably more likely the final version that we're going to see with the pomp and circumstance of NRG Stadium and those kind of things because uh there could be you know maybe uh home field type of deal but uh well that remains to be seen though you were there you had a chance to go uh tell us about your whack road trip that you drove from dallas yeah to houston all the things you got to see and then you went to the the luncheon beforehand you got to talk with the uh, players and coaches and and then to the game and what what that was all about Yeah, so I feel like this is the official WAC road trip because in the car, driving, no airplanes involved. Actually driving, yeah. Driving. And well, so. So about three hours? It was about three and a half. Yeah. Uh, it was an early start on Friday, left around 630 in the oh morning. My I know, which, you know, if you know me, I don't like to wake up before noon. So <laughs> 48 alarms later, I was up and going. And uh, so wanted to be there because Colby or no, it was Casey Keeler was the first one who he spoke to some of us media members before the luncheon. Okay. Um, just and this was of, at NRG Stadium? This was at NRG Stadium where the Houston Texans play. Mm-hmm. We were we were where the you know, they usually do their postgame pressers, the same spot. Yeah. Um, and so it was actually Dalton Meyer on Sam Houston's birthday. So Casey Keeler gave him a nice shout out. We so, talked so to Dalton, him on the podcast. Yeah, a few from, times. from the walk on podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had it was a lunch. Did you get to see Dalton? I saw him on the sidelines, but okay. he wasn't the player. He, he was upset with you last year. Yeah. Yeah. About, uh, they, you had not seen Friday Night Lights. Which now I have. You have? Yes. Oh, I have not heard this. Yeah. Well, I watched the first bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he would still be. You know, uh, I don't think that take, counts. I don't bad think bad take. I just wasn't, I didn't love it. See, here's where you're wrong. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hinkle, our former uh, uh, assistant director yes. of communications, we had a whack road trip ourselves to Albuquerque for the uh, indoor track and field championships last year. And we, uh, to kill some of the time, were ranking sports movies. Oh, and we both were in agreement that Friday Night Lights, the best football movie ever made. Okay, well, maybe I should finish it then. <laughs> maybe <laughs> then you should I get off your my... phone while you're watching it. Yeah, that's true. You that's know. true. Undivided attention. Yeah, 
yeah, if I you get will. Distracted so, so back to the, the uh, luncheon. Oh yeah. So back to the luncheon. So none of the players were there, but it was a lot of, you know, different uh, boosters or season ticket members, friends of the university president. Um, and it was pretty, it was one, it was a lovely meal put on by NRG stadium. Thank you for the country fried chicken steak or whatever. Chicken fried steak. Chicken. I sent you the picture of what it was. I tell you. So since I have gone gluten-free, oh. if I were to rank the uh, foods that I miss the most. Yeah. At the top of that. I'm not list, sure if that's what it was. Number one, chicken fried steak. Really? Yes. The number one thing I miss the most. Well, I was a chicken fried steak connoisseur. Oh, and I could tell you all the greatest chicken fried steaks in the state of Colorado. <laughs> and I've had to pass on said chicken fried steak since we moved here to Texas. Oh, man. But I digress. Yes, I think that uh, the picture that you sent that was on our Instagram story. Yes. I believe Check was chicken out. fried steak. Yeah. B-O-T-W on our Instagram highlight page. But uh, that was pretty cool because both head coaches went up there and and um, there was an MC and he was kind of talking to them. And they, they're so funny, the two of them together, because that rivalry is so real. But it's also, you know, the coaches respect each other at the end of the day. So they had talked about how, you know, after the game, I guess it was raining last year and they had to go to the parking lot and both had coaches parked next to each other. So they were basically like forced <laughs> to talk about the game. And so, you know, coach Keeler was joking, like, why do we have to do that? And, you know, but it was fun to talk to him and head coach Colby Carthel for SFA was like, I was crying the whole time. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so it was just kind of fun to see their interaction. Um, and then, and then the battle of the piney woods Saturday came, I got a chance to go to both tailgates. Yes, I did see that. Both yeah. on Opposite sides of the stadium. I walked about five miles that day. No um, golf cart. To no golf around. cart. Had to speed walk. <laughs> uh, had a few adventures in NRG looking for the press box. Uh, it was never found. Don't even ask me about it. But uh, being on the sidelines, I mean, it was packed inside the stadium in terms of just, you know, the whole stadium wasn't filled, obviously, but the lower levels, it mm -hmm. was packed. It was really, really loud. There was tons of tons of fans on both sides. It was really cool to see, um, you know, you would see a, a woman in a Sam Houston shirt and then a woman in a Stephen F. Austin shirt and they'd sit next to each other, got a few pictures of them. Like, right. you know, if, if they, they're friends, but they went to different schools. Um, and really it was, it was Stephen F. Austin for the most part who had, had the offense going, Sam Houston really struggled. I felt like to get something going that blocked punt at the end of the first half, that, a, a real game changer that led to yeah. the touchdown, I think was their momentum. Cause if because that doesn't happen, I don't, I don't, you think, know, if they don't score in the first half, right. I don't think it's the same yeah. story. So, you know, of course, you know, ultimately it comes down to the final minute again and Sam Houston gets it done and celebrates and, Casey Keeler goes up there with the band and directs the fight song and they pour Gatorade on him and they're holding up the trophy. And, but, uh, when you talk to Colby Carthel about it, you know, he actually was really proud of his team. He thought that they really took a big step forward this week, uh, both on offense and defense. And so he's like, obviously it, it hurts and he really wanted to, to win, win the battle of the piney woods for all the players and coaches who hadn't before to you know end it that way but um you know it obviously didn't go their way and sam houston was was extremely excited about the victory keegan shoemaker who had came in last year in the battle of the piney woods to lead them to a victory again he was like you know my blood pressure was going crazy <laughs> in that final minute because i asked casey keeler do you, do you does your blood pressure ever get up? And he's like, no, I'm an even keel kind of guy. 
He is an even keel. keel. Yeah. Even keel. Yeah. <laughs> now you talked to Trey Self on Whack All Access last week, and he's a four-year starter, and so you feel bad for him in, in the sense that he never had the chance to to win that particular game. Yeah, he was, after the game, he had taken a knee and was, um, you know, visibly upset for quite a bit of time after the game. I saw a teammate go over there and was kind of talking to him. And so, yeah, obviously a, a poor situation. Of course, the way it ended also, it was, you know, an interception that essentially sealed the deal. The guy kneeled for, right. for Sam Houston. And so you hate to see it. Um, but he played, he played a good game, you know, besides that. So uh, another one for the record books and Stephen F. Austin, the thing about their schedule this year, it's a real gauntlet. I mean, Jacksonville state to start the season that, that you went there. Uh, they played Louisiana tech, you know, an FBS team, Sam Houston, a transitioning, you know, FBS team rival lose by one point. Doesn't get any easier necessarily this week when you have Abilene Christian coming to town, a team that's four and one, we're going to talk to Keith Patterson, later in the show but the the wildcats they uh they go on the road they beat utah tech and and they're just steady eddies uh coach patterson mentions in the interview they're they've been off to some extremely slow starts they won't be able to do that this week against Stephen f austin but in the fourth quarter they're money yeah so what is this oh if, <laughs> if Stephen f austin and the fourth quarter man something's got to change there for them oh yeah yeah if you flip yeah you know if you Cause, flip it because abilene christian's been great in the fourth right quarter, otherwise, yeah <laughs> so that should be an interesting matchup and they get to play each other twice this year so that this this one this week won't actually count for wax standings it's technically a non-conference game but uh yeah it will be a good chance for them to be able to uh get a feel for each other so that when the uh, whack game comes along, you know, they'll, they'll know each other's. And I, I believe that'll be a whack road trip. If I'm not mistaken, uh, it will be a whack yeah. road trip. It will be. And so that'll be the final week of the regular season. We, we talked to coach Patterson about it a little November bit 19th, maybe that with the departures of incarnate word and Lamar who were already in the schedule when they left, uh, you know, when the schedule is already completed and approved and all that good stuff uh, left some holes in the schedule. And so, if people are wondering, well, why would Abilene Christian and Stephen F. Austin play each other twice in the same year? That's the reason is is that they uh, they both had holes in their schedule at that particular point. So yeah, a lot of weird schedules forced to happen due to some untimely departures. <laughs> Correct. And the other uh, matchup we have coming up this week: Tarleton traveling to Southern Utah. These are two Ooh. teams playing pretty good. Southern Utah, uh, you were you were out there two weeks ago. They went to Eastern Kentucky and they lose 35 to 28, but Eastern Kentucky was ranked number 25. It was in their backyard. It was 28 to 28 in the fourth quarter. Southern Utah, I think, is shocking a lot of people with how good they're playing this year. They are. And, and you asked, you know, this was a program that needed a complete culture change, a whole rebuild, bringing in Delane Fitzgerald. And I don't know what he does or tells these players, but they have all bought in. They are, I mean, this is a night and day difference between last year's team and this year's team. Of course, there's numerous new players, a lot of personnel changes, coach change, but yeah, no, this is a team that you do not want to uh, go easy on. Tarleton has a big task in front of them. And Tarleton also off to a three and one start. They, they were off this past week, but they also, I mean, this is, this is a big one. I mean, when you look at the the standings that it's a conference game, uh, the last time Tarleton played, they went on the road, they won at North Alabama. So they have a little bit of momentum there. So that's one kind of a, a sneaky, really good uh, matchup this this week. 
Yeah. Is it at, where is it at? Southern at, Utah. At Southern Utah. I was going to say, if that's Tarleton, I'm driving to it, but sorry, Southern <laughs> Utah. I can't make that flight all the time, but, but definitely, definitely one that I'll be, uh, I'll be watching. So women's soccer, we, we have uh, several weeks now under our belt in uh, terms of conference play. And remember only six teams get to go to the tournament this year of the uh, 12 that have women's soccer and everybody's eligible to go to the tournament this year. Southern Utah, Utah Tech, two teams atop the standings, both 3-0-1. They played each other Sunday, Kendra, but they had some weather and they had to uh, postpone this game until next week. So, or this match until next week. So that's kind of interesting there. And that could have a lot of uh, bearing on where teams are seated and who makes it to the WAC uh, women's soccer tournament. Yeah, I mean, if you just take a look at these standings, we have New Mexico State with three wins, Utah Valley with three wins. I mean, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams right now are really, really close to each other. And then, of course, it's still earlier in the, early in the season. You have four teams that that haven't won um, a game yet, and one of those is Grand Canyon as well. No, that's that's a surprising. real shocker. But I mean, you look at the teams they've had to play. It's true. They've lost four in a row, which I, I know Chris Sissel's not happy about, but you go to CBU, they lose on the road. They they lose 1-0 to Seattle U kind of uh, last last few minutes. Uh, Seattle U gets a goal. And then same with U- Utah Valley. They they win 2-1. to one. And Utah Valley Grand Canyon, that was a matchup of, of last year's tournament final. Oh, yeah. Uh, between those two schools. So Utah Valley is always tough. And they, they also, uh, UVU, by the way, came away with a huge win against uh, CBU they were down uh, two to zero and then they come back to win four to three Faith Weber had a hat trick in that yeah. one so we're, we're starting to see I mean uh, you see Grand Canyon 0 and three they might be the best 0 and three team in the <laughs> yeah in the country right now in terms of uh, the conference schedule but then the other thing about this is New Mexico State you mentioned has the most points see so you look at the standings they're number one but they've already played six matches whereas California Baptist has only played three. Yeah. So that's a pretty big disparity in the number of matches played so far. Yeah, that is true. As we switch over to our men's soccer, are you yes. going to stay on women's soccer? No, I'm good. Okay, then let's let's switch it on over. Uh, men's soccer. At our first uh, week of conference play. I know. WAC play is underway. Air Force Everywhere. on top of the standings. Yeah. Uh, they are 2-0. and so they went to UNLV. They played a Friday afternoon match, and then they also uh, win on the road against Utah Tech, three to nothing. So good start for Doug Hill and the Fighting Falcons. Houston Christian, big win for them on the road at Seattle U. That was kind of a uh, an eyebrow raiser, if you will. Yeah, Seattle U. If we remember, that team was the one who beat Notre Dame in the in the non conference slate. I mean, Seattle U was. WAC champions last year after beating Grand Canyon. It went to PKs. They were a solid team. They return a lot of those same players. So we kind of have a lot of high expectations. So a really solid uh, a win for Houston Christian to be able to do that. And for them, they, they've they uh, uh, won three out of four. They had a tie, so they haven't lost in five matches. They play UNLV this upcoming week. And they tied to San Jose State. San Jose State, that's always a tough place to play. So uh, several teams did not, uh, or a couple of teams, California Baptist, Utah Valley, did not get a chance to start their conference season just yet. So we are officially underway in men's soccer. Volleyball, we're also well underway here, and UTRGV continues to roll, as does 
the team right down the street from where we're recording the podcast here, University of Texas at Arlington, has now won nine matches in a row. That is pretty crazy. And, you know, I'll tell you, we were we were at UTA yesterday, yeah. and we happened to just be kind of getting a, a wonderful tour of the facilities. Shout out to Jason McBain for that. Thank you so much. Incredible tour. Uh, but UTA with women's volleyball was practicing during there, and there was a lot of high energy. They looked pretty good. We, you know, obviously, we're not scouting the practice, <laughs> but uh, nine in a row is, is certainly a feat. 3-0 in whack play. Last 10, it's 9-1. and one, So Great facility over there uh, at UTA. They will play CBU on Thursday night at home, and then they have Grand Canyon coming in on Saturday. Claire Mitchell, the uh, ballerina. Oh, yeah. Turn whack. Uh, when is that? That is Saturday. Is that Saturday. Oh, we were talking about. <laughs> Wanted to do a story yeah. on that, but, uh, yeah, where's the time gone here? Yeah, might need to uh, set that up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it could be so, and then uh, also Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, three and one to start the season. Utah Valley, Grand Canyon, we mentioned they're two and one to start the year so far. So, a lot of things happening. You want to check out ESPN Plus pretty much if you turn it on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, you're going to find some whack action hashtag action if you will on that only if kendra gets her rtmp codes out that's right, that's right. You gotta get those out. coming up next we're gonna have the head coach from abilene christian football keith patterson you're listening to the whack podcast hercules tires is the official tire of the western athletic conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. As we mentioned in our last segment, uh, we have the head coach from Abilene Christian Football. Now on Keith Patterson. Coach Patterson, welcome to the WAC Podcast. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here and uh, hope you guys are having a great day. We, we are, Coach, and uh, we thank you for taking some time out, especially this week as uh, you got Stephen F. Austin coming up. But uh, first off, let's kind of assess how, how the season has gone thus far. Uh, your first year as a head coach there at ACU, uh, off to a great start at 4-1. and one. Uh, Is this kind of where you thought you'd be after five games? Uh, obviously, we was hoping to be 5-0, and oh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll take 4-1. and one. Uh, really proud of our of our kids and just the buy-in, all the things that we talked about at Media Day, and uh, they just continue to uh, do everything that we ask them to do, and they deserve all the credit. And uh, my coaching staff has done a great job of getting these guys prepared each week. Coach, kind of looking at the stats, Maverick was named your starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. He started four times, and then. This past game against Utah Tech, he came off the bench. You had Ethan Long, who was in there. Who kind of is going to be your go-to quarterback as you head to SFA? Is it still a quarterback battle? Are you looking to get both guys in the game? Well, you know, even all the way through fall camp, I felt really good about both those young men and just wanted one of them to just separate themselves. So finally, we just made a decision. We went with went with Maverick, and, you know, things were going pretty well. And then – uh we just we had a plan in game four to be able to just uh, put Ethan in the game in the third series. 
And when we did, we were kind of stalled out our first couple of series. Ethan came in and it kind of gave our team a spark. I believe in rewarding performance. Um, he played an incredible game. And so I just felt like he deserved a chance to, to see what he could do with it. I just want one of those young men to just step up and say, hey, this is, you know, I'm going to take the, take the bull by the horns and, and uh, th this is going to be what uh, uh, my team and, and if they'll continue to do that, we got great competition at that position and I have confidence in both of them. Well, it always helps any quarterback when you have uh, a guy to hand the ball off to and Jeremiah Dobbins, uh, our whack ticket smarter player of the week had an outstanding uh, performance at uh, Utah Tech last week. Right now he's second in the whack in rushing. Uh, did you anticipate that Jeremiah would be kind of the go-to guy this year and, and perform the way he has? I think coming out of fall camp, I think he was somewhere around number four. You know, we have a lot of depth at that position and, you know, uh, it's really kind of gone back and forth between him and Rovon Banks. Um, you know, one week is Jeremiah, the next week, you know, it, it's uh, Rovon and, uh, you know, we lost Anthony uh, Smith, the starter, our very first game of the season. Uh, but I've been very proud of both those young men. And, and Jeremiah had a great, great game last week. And uh, those, but I mean, between the two of them, that's two weeks in a row that they had over 200 yards uh, combined rushing. So very proud of both those young men. And uh, we expect to get Anthony back here soon. And that'll just continue. You know, we've built depth, I think. You know, anytime you lose your starter week one, uh, it's been good. I think it's just going to prepare us for the long haul. Now, Coach, back when I talked to you at Media Day, we had discussed how you were a defensive-minded coach. You were a defensive coordinator at Texas Tech and how – but you're a head coach, and now you have to be able to, you know, work on all, all sides of the ball. Is it what you expected um, in terms of being able to balance what you were so used to being so focused on in terms of, you know, being able to assess the entire game, both sides of the football? Yeah, I don't know if balance is a good word, maybe juggling. Uh, it, it's just, it's different, you know, I mean, I'm kind of like a light switch. I'm kind of on and off. I mean, just like, uh, I'm not a multitasker, uh, and that's not necessarily great, uh, or conducive to being a, you know, a head football coach with all the hats you have to wear. So I try to just, honestly, I try to just give everyone on, uh, in every phase from special teams and offense and defense, you know, obviously, but even that on defense, I just try to make sure that I give them parameters. Here's what I want it to look like. And then just do a good job of just trying to stay out of their way, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I, I just uh, because I, once I get in there and then I'll probably do more damage than I do 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 harm. I mean, do good once I get in there and start like tinkering with things, because I just want I, I've got a great staff and they're all extremely smart people. So I just challenge them to think, you know, I just, I just want you to think, I want you to evaluate, evaluate our personnel, just make sure that we're giving them the best chance that we, we can to be su uh, successful. So, you know, uh, it, it is, it, it's, it's an interesting, uh, you have to have some management skills to be a head football coach. Well, one of those uh, management skills came into effect kind of, kind of late, I guess, in, in this, terms of scheduling this year uh, incarnate word Lamar uh, Kendra and I talked about this on the podcast last week with their late departures late meaning that they uh, they announced you know we already had the football schedule set so everybody's kind of scrambling to, to fill their schedules up 
you play Stephen F. Austin this week. You guys are picked one, two in the uh, standings in the preseason coaches poll, but you're going <laughs> to see these guys twice this year. Does that change anything as far as how you prepare for, for this week? Don, you're going to see them last week of the season as well. Yeah, that's called drawing the short straw, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the all-whack team, I mean, it's like, you know, wouldn't you know, I mean, we'd end up playing the best team in the league uh, on two different occasions. And, I mean, it's just – I don't really know. I mean, it's something uh, obviously new to me. I mean, um, you know, I, I you just have to – I think for us personally, our, our team and where we are and our program where we are, you know, they, they're, they're more established at Stephen F. Austin in what they've done in, at the FCS level, obviously. Uh, but I think for us, it gives us another week to really just step back with it not being considered a conference game and really focus on what can we do to make ourselves a better football team. Uh, so that's kind of a, how we're approaching it. It's just, you know, hey, that, you know, just just make sure that we're doing a good job of self-scouting ourselves and going, okay, hey, what are we doing well? What are we doing not so well? Uh, and really putting the focus back us back on us after starting conference last week. And then now you got to shift gears. Really, it's a conference opponent, but it's not a conference game. So, I mean, it's kind of a weird dynamic, to be honest with you. Uh, and then you shift gears right back into conference next week. So we just are taking it as another week to improve our uh, – Ourself as a team, uh, kind of the approach that we took the first four, four weeks of the season. Coach, something that I learned when I was talking to Stephen F. Austin's quarterback, Trey Self, last week was that he there was so much hype around their team and there's so much noise around every game that he felt like their team really um, didn't really block out the noise. And so when they started the season 0 and 2, it was kind of like the butt kicking, I guess, that they needed. Um, and so he said, it's something that you kind of overlook is the noise that happens around each game. How have your players um, kind of been able to lock in and focus and, and not pay attention to the standings or the one and two team playing each other? How did they, how do they go about doing that? I, th I think it's really the approach that we took the first four weeks of the season before we got into conference. I think you have to focus on the things that it takes to win. So many times people get caught up, like you say, in the hype and the static and all the things outside of uh, outside. You have to really and it's hard. It's harder to guard young men now with social media. And, and they think the iPhone, I mean, their iPhones are almost like an appendage. Uh, it, you know, I mean, it's like part of their body now. So it's hard to eliminate distraction. So therefore, we've spent an enormous amount of time trying to train our minds and, and really uh, become like-minded in the fact that we have to focus on what it takes to win. Practice, reps, every rep, play each play like it has a life of its own. Uh, take each rep and practice like it has a life of its own because it could be that one play that makes the difference in winning and losing. So we've just really focused on, uh, you know, hey, what have a plan for, hey, when things don't go well, how do we handle that? How do we respond to... Uh, the changes of, mom, of momentum and highs and lows in the course of a football game, all the things that happen, we've really focused on the process of winning more so than winning itself. Well, Coach, with Stephen F. Austin uh, coming up this week, uh, obviously they're coming off of a, a, a tough loss in the Battle of the Piney Woods. What's it going to take to win that game? What's it going to take? What, what's the process going to be to knock off well, of Stephen F. Austin? Yeah, we, we have to play a complete game. I mean, 
we we've not come out of the gate fast at all uh this season we've been outscored 42 to 20 in the first uh maybe 45 to 20 uh in the first quarter but we've outscored our opponents in the fourth quarter 62 to 3 so if you look at what we've done in the second and the third and the fourth quarter, yeah, we can't do that. We can't play behind uh, when you're playing the best team in the conference. So we have to play a complete game. Uh, we have to rely on our discipline. You know, we've only been penalized 22 times for 192 yards, I believe. So uh, we try to just trust our training. Uh, that's going to be key um, because, I mean, our opponents in, in this week's no, not no, nowhere different. Uh, they've been penalized almost 40 times for 400 plus yards. So, you know, we have to rely on our discipline, uh, execute uh, on both sides of the ball and obviously uh, eliminate explosive plays within the kicking game. And if we can, if we can do that, then, uh, and I I think obviously the game is about the ball. So therefore I, I just think that, you know, I think, they fumbled nine times and lost five and uh, thrown four interceptions where I think, or thrown three interceptions. So they have eight turnovers. I think we have fumbled the ball uh, four times and, and thrown three interceptions or vice versa. I think it's uh, the other way around. So whoever I think wins the turnover battle uh, and, and continues to do a good, we're doing a great job getting off the field on third down. I think those are all going to be key components to winning a game on the road. Coach, what I'm hearing there is that you must give a killer halftime pep talk. <laughs> I mean, well, I, you know, people ask me that. I probably that's probably the number one question I've been asked. Um, I, I do try to inspire my players. Uh, you know, I, I I mean, motivation you can motivate, but I, I really believe in inspiring, and that that has to take place to me throughout the course of the week. Uh, you know, try to. It, it really, you can't really wait until halftime. A lot of people, you know, talk about that all the time. I think you have to make adjustments between this series because if you wait until halftime, sometimes it can be too late. So we try to be very uh, well uh, orchestrated in the way that we communicate between series uh, so that we can make those adjustments so that it's not out of hand by the time we get to halftime. Abilene Christian, they'll be playing Stephen F. Austin this Saturday, 6 p.m. kickoff from Nacogdoches from Homer Bryce Stadium. Coach, uh, best of luck to you this week and for the rest of the season. Thank you all. Uh, enjoyed it, and uh, we look forward to a great game. Right, that is Keith Patterson, the head football coach at Abilene Christian, and thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com dot com.